0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Skandrick. Of course, we're brought to you by Better Online. Guys the nfl season is in full swing you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in the action at bet online from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online there's always the online casino as well it never closes so head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts in orlando Lo and behold, we have a win to talk about for the first time in weeks. The Cowboys got a win yesterday. A lot of things, i say a lot of things were different. There were a couple of main things that were different, but uh, your just early thoughts on what was different for the Cowboys and beat a a Vikings team that was on a roll?
2: Uh, They went in there on a mission. Um, It looks like, you know, I I guess we kind of, I kind of joked about it, like them having some pep in their step, but I think – they just went in there. Um, kudos off. I tip my hat to offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, and head coach, Mike McCarthy. Um, they really used the, the bye week um, to to make some wholesale changes. Getting Zach Martin, who is probably the best guard. I'm in franchise history. He's probably the best guard in the league right now. He's a sure bet Hall of Famer. To get him to buy in and switch to right tackle, it literally just says that... You know, they're, everyone's doing whatever they can to win. And, you know, I, I know it looks bad from the outside them being three and seven, but they're looking at it from a glass half full type of we can just continue to get healthy and get in this thing. And you never know what can happen um, tip my hat to Andy Dalton. He looked terrible against Arizona, but he came in this game. They were committed to the run. Um, they didn't turn the ball over they got turnovers and that was that was big
1: yeah just uh just the one pick from from Eddie dalton no no fumbles uh well
2: sorry should i say they won the turnover battle
1: yeah they won the turnover battle yeah but they but they didn't have you know it wasn't it wasn't three to nothing in the turnover battle before you could say go, like it was in a lot of the other games. It just all of a sudden they're down, you know. And all these other games have been down twenty-one nothing before you turn around, you know. And and they, they have to claw back. But this was a game that looked, you know, it looked like two evenly matched teams, you know. And and look, the, the Vikings. We said on the podcast uh, over the weekend that this this appeared to be a bad matchup. And look, Dalvin Cook got his. You know, eventually he's going to get his. And Adam Thielen had a great game, but. Uh, ultimately, they did what they had to do, and they they kept it, you know, to where you know it was it was just a back and forth game, and they, and they won in the end. And uh, I want to talk uh, about Zach Martin because earlier in the season, when it was asked to Mike McCarthy, if they do, you know, do you put Connor McGovern in, um, you know, do you you know put your best five most talented offensive lineman out there and trust that Zach Martin can handle right tackle which he clearly showed that he could uh, he said no that's fantasy football nonsense but after weeks of of Terrence Steele just showing he's not ready to be a starter in the NFL and every quarterback who's been in there getting getting beat up especially around the right side You know, they they made that change. Now, I know it's not easy to swap positions, but if there's anybody out there that can do it, it's Zach Martin. And the Cowboys actually back in the 90s had a long history of guys flipping. I mean, Larry Allen is a Hall of Famer. He played two different positions in his career and did it at an elite level, but maybe even three if you count when he played when he went to the 49ers. But he... But Zach Martin switches over, does a really good job, uh, dismisses fantasy football nonsense. Was this just something that they wanted to wait until the bye to do? I don't I don't
2: know what fantasy football nonsense meant. Uh, yeah, that's, what he, as, as, that's as what he said. As far uh, as as far as um, uh, offensive line. I don't think they went to the bye. I think they went in the bye and they looked at things from a from a took a long hard look and said, You know what? Um, is Connor McGovernor better as a guard than Terrence Steele is as a tackle? And I think Zach's got that flexibility. Zach was a, a tackle at Notre Dame. So he's got that flexibility and he's smart and strong. And I think that, you know, he's a great run blocker as a guard. and He's going to be a great run blocker facing against people that are a little bit smaller um, a defensive end-wise. So – would they
1: worry about the like, maybe like a speed difference? I mean, Zach is just so athletic and good. To me, it just was never – and again, I'm not a coach. To me, it's just a no-brainer to put him over there just to protect your quarterback a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that just to protect the quarterback, I think to run, and I think – Minnesota doesn't really have a premier pass rusher. And, you know, we're, we all become prisoners of a moment sometimes, and I'm guilty of this myself, and we look at Minnesota and we say, oh, God, they're rolling, they're rolling. Let's really go back and look at it. The Packers have atrocious run defense. That was their Achilles heel last year when they got to the NFC Championship against the 49ers. They couldn't stop the run. They haven't been able to stop the run this year. And the Chicago Bears just aren't playing well. They aren't the same team that they were that started off 4-0. and and. You know, we look at those games and we thought, okay, here comes Minnesota. But in hindsight, Minnesota is still a team that's some flux. This is still a team that started one and five, rallied all the way back to four and five, only to lose to Dallas after Dallas' bye week to make them four and six. So, you know, Dallas isn't really that far off. You know, they're not, they're not the, the margin of talent, the margin of team being better than the other is not that high in the NFL. And especially when you take it at two teams that have about the same record if a couple of balls bounce each each of them, each of their way.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like I agree with what you're saying. Like the difference between the Cowboys and the Vikings it, right now is I mean, obviously we've seen it. It wasn't that much, you know. Uh, the difference between the Cowboys and say, you know, the Steelers, which uh, is a game that they, you know, they they play tight in, that's a, that's a little bit different. You know, the Cowboys playing the, those other teams, there's some difference in, in in those teams, but the teams outside of the Ravens who are actually struggling right now, uh, that the Cowboys going to play for the rest of the season is not
2: that much. Yeah, not at all. I mean, it's just how do they handle success? Um, they're going to play against a division opponent that knows them well, a team that, you know, kind of did whatever they wanted to them in the Washington football team. And they also had a, a moment in that game where it was a really, really dirty hit against Andy Dalton. So they got some motivation there. And then just with the fact that every team in the division has three, has three wins only, um, the Eagles are going through a very, very tough stretch coming up here. Um, and then... You know you look at this thing, and if they win, they're four and seven, and they're looking at four and seven and looking at December, which is always decided here
1: yeah, uh so yeah, things things can change just that quickly, uh you know and you would have thought like most of the time your know, history would tell you that one of these teams would eventually you know. Point themselves in a more winning direction. Now that that may not be true, based on you know the schedule and this you know the winner of this division still might be one under five hundred. But it's not going to take much to do it. I'm not I'm not here to to pump sunshine and think that everything's changed just because they got a win. But they really did look different the other day.
2: Oh, Uh, the winner of this division is going to be five. Is going to be under five hundred. Yeah, I don't think that anybody has any doubt in that. Um, Every team has six losses right now, so. Six losses. I'm sorry. The, every team has seven losses except for the Eagles, and they have six and a tie. So you know, if you look at this, really, and you say it's six games left, and in order to be 500, one of these teams is going to have to uh, run off a four-game winning streak here, five-game winning streak. And I don't, I don't, I don't see that happen. I don't think the quarterback play in the division is is, is so sketchy. Um, it's so hit or miss. Um, Andy Dalton looked good at times. Daniel Jones has been looking great at times until he turns it over. Alex Smith, yeah, I mean you, you don't really know what you're gonna get from him and um and then the last quarterback, Carson Wentz, he's been just oof, he's been bad. Yeah. Uh he is
1: he has fallen far from where he was a couple of years ago. I mean the year that they went to the Super Bowl, I mean, here's a young guy looking like he's about to be the next big thing in the league and now uh he is just falling on hard times. Uh I think I think that team misses Frank Reich a lot.
2: Yeah, I think they missed Frank Wright, but they just – their defense as – when they – the year that they won the Super Bowl, their defense, their front four was just relentless. You had all the same guys. There. You had Brandon Graham. You had Benny Curry. You had Derek Barnett. But you Fletcher had a – you had Fletcher Cox. I, mean, I haven't even got to their interior rushers. You had Fletcher Cox. You had Tim Jernigan. Um, uh, you had Haloti Nada. You, but – the guy that was like the glue to that and you know their their engine was chris long mm-hmm. that guy was just phenomenal and you know they were just on a different level they were playing on a different level they were they were running the ball well they were using their rpo game well and it's just they've been struggling
1: yeah they, they have been struggling now uh the cowboys turn right around Thanksgiving day uh, they play against the washington football team uh and that's a that's a you know a rivalry and all the things and uh look they got blown out in washington uh when they played before Andy Dalton took a really cheap hit from John Bostic, which you know nobody 's forgotten about and uh, that that's going to be there plus it's just thanksgiving and there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of you know, history and, you know, things that go behind this game. Before we get into the actual matchup, Orlando, you you played in this game on Thanksgiving a lot. Uh, How was it different being a Cowboy playing on
2: Thanksgiving? Did you feel that, uh, Um, the history behind it? Okay, yes. And, you know, after I I played in this game, I played in this game, I was hurt one year or so, and I was there for 10 years. I played this game nine times. Mm -hmm. So the most difficult thing I would say is, Just the fast turnaround. But with the way things are in the NFL right now with COVID and a lot of teams not meeting after practice and going home and doing Zoom meetings or virtual meetings, I I don't really see an advantage. But then I look at this thing and say, okay, the Washington football team played a home game, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So, they were able to play their game early. They had an early start, play their home game, and go home and get rest. The Cowboys played a road game. They flew back to Dallas, and then they probably took Monday off. Oh, no, they didn't take Monday off. They probably went in to meet Monday, or, or I'm not sure exactly how McCarthy's running this thing. And then when it, we're at Monday right now. Monday is pretty much over. And then Thursday will be on you before you know it. And this yeah. is two teams basically saying to to themselves if we can win this football game we could potentially be in first place because the eagles are facing a very very tough opponent in seattle um you never know what can happen with the with the giants if they lose if both those teams lose the eagles would be three seven and one the giants would be three and eight and one of the either the dallas cowboys or the washington football team would be sitting at four and seven and in sole possession of first place
1: yeah, uh, both of them coming off a win too. So uh, you know, there's 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 pep in their step. You know, the uh, the cowboy like if the Cowboys had lost the other day, I would be a little bit more worried just you know about it. Just because like okay, well here they are. They're still stuck in that funk, but uh, now I mean you you again that like the schedule lines up for them to. You know, to get more wins like the one they had the other day. Again, it's it's not it's not big, but your your point is great on that short week. It's like they really have to turn it around, and this is not a group that's gotten to do a lot
2: of work together anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. The schedule lines up, but these next this next game is is ultra important. I would say that this is the most important game of the season, and not because they need to win. It's the next game, but if they lose this game, they're going to be sitting at three and eight facing the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football with the potential of, if you lose the next two, your season's probably over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, was there like, did you get extra geeked up to plan Thanksgiving day? Is that, is that there?
2: Yeah, you have to, you, you yeah. gotta be extra geeked up. I mean, it's, you're, it's only going to be one game on at that time and it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've I've covered it a bunch. I've been to it a lot. You know, I've seen I've seen the the, the kind of ebbs and flows. You know, I saw you know on, on the on the bad end, I saw um, you know uh, Philip Rivers and RG three tear tear up the Cowboys one year or a couple years, and then I've seen great games where uh, I think it was like Peyton Manning, maybe the Peyton Manning the Colts one year. You know, on, on Thanksgiving, just went out and, and beat them. And it's uh, uh,
2: yeah, I don't, that that had to be had to be before. Yeah. we've never played Peyton in the Colts. We played. Um, uh, we lost to. I don't really remember my games. So we've played the Eagles before. We yeah. won. We've lost. Um, we played the Washington football team, which is formerly the Redskins. It was a back and forth type of deal. Yeah. Um, I believe we played the Saints and we lost in a, in a heartbreaker. And uh, the years I remember playing Peyton Manning in the Colts, it was. It was kind of our. Ooh, it was our kind of our down year, but um, it's 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 going to be electric. I mean, Dallas is they're leading the league in attendance. They're planning to up the attendance every week, and you know it's 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 a, a beautiful thing. And it's just how committed can they be to the running game, and how do they handle Washington's front four, which is their strength.
1: There was one year you, you guys beat the Eagles on Thanksgiving badly, like really badly. Just turn it on. I can't I wish I could remember which year that was.
2: Yeah, I mean I can't remember either. When you play in yeah. that many games they all run together, yeah. but yeah. The, the stadium's but gonna be electric. These guys will be pumped up, you know, they'll be they've got some confidence and you know just clearly that both teams do not like each other and dallas has already lost one game this season and no one wants to get swept by a division opponent regardless of what's going on so it'll be exciting to watch the
1: young guys don't talk about the rivalry like the older guys do like you talk to an older cowboy or an older uh, player that, that played for the, the old redskins teams and man those teams in the 70s and 80s really hated each other's guts but that like it's just not something teams talk about as much anymore but it's still there right
2: yeah, the rivalry is definitely there. You see it as the dirty hit. as the, That hit was just dirty. You've seen it. Um, and you've seen it with the trash talk between McLaurin and Diggs the first game. And, you know, the Cowboys put, on a, put out a very, very, very bad performance the first time, causing them to release the likes of Don Terry Poe to trade Everson Griffin and just play guys that bought into their system and younger guys that they have made a draft investment in.
1: Well, you know, that's that's also something I wanted to get into. You know, one of the things you, you kind of started to notice the last couple of weeks on the defensive front is that the guys who are playing there, I mean, granted, they're not, they're not wrecking, you know, offenses, but they're playing better, and they're not getting straight-up gashed like they were when Don Terry Poe was in there. So it kind of gives you an idea of how poorly that he was playing. But you've talked about it before. When you sign a guy to a contract, you know, you don't just say, well, he played bad in a couple of games. Like, you want to make – that work. So it's not like he's just going to go, but it, it kind of it shows how poorly Don Terry Poe was playing that they went to that decision.
2: You absolutely want to make it work, um, but they've made some schematic adjustments. They're playing, playing a lot of man coverage now. That's why you see them playing a lot of eight-man fronts, a lot of man coverage. That's why they're giving up some plays in the past game, but they're committed to making you one-dimensional and you got to tip your cap. But at some point these guys are going to have to hold up on the outside and stop giving up such big plays and you know i read something that said anthony brown suffered a rib injury and and he's, you know, iffy for this game. And now you're thinking about Anthony Brown's injured. Diggs is already injured. Now you're, you're down deep into the corners now at this point.
1: Well, yeah, Reggie Robinson, the third-round pick, got his first action of the season this week. Uh, and so that would probably mean he has to step up and play a little more, more from Steven Parker, more of a special teams guy. But, uh, and the other thing that's bad about a short week is there are injuries that you could have that if you had Sunday to Sunday that maybe could get better. But Sunday to Thursday just aren't going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's actually Sunday to Wednesday because Thursday yeah. is the game. <laughs> you yeah, don't get exactly. all Thursday.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, Thursday, you know, it's not like you're going to be able to, you know, get his whole, you know, all the treatment that you would normally get. Yeah, so you got Sunday to Wednesday. And not even, like, it's Sunday, not like – so they're not back. So if you got hurt – so Anthony Brown hurts his ribs. He gets whatever, you know, treatment they can do at the, at the stadium in Minneapolis. Then they get on a plane and come back to Dallas. So, you know, you're talking about Sunday night. You're probably – you know, back home probably, you know, at best 1130 or midnight, you know, that's everything goes perfectly and that's a long flight. So uh, back home, you know, everybody's got to pretty much go straight home because of COVID, then you go back in and get treatment. So you're, you know, uh, everything that hurts is not gonna, it's not just magically feel better and you don't have time to get it better,
2: so. But this is, this has been a strange year. It's just like, uh, just the COVID thing, the COVID thing has made, has made it crazy. And it's just like, I don't even know what the training training room looks like with social distancing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's got to pass a test every day. So, um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not like you can just tell somebody like, Hey, do this yourself. I'll be over here. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. right. You know, like you you gotta, you know, some people have to get, you know, kind of get involved, but that's, and, um, you know, the, the Cowboys have put essential staff in kind of a bubble right now because they're trying to avoid it. But, you know, Adam Thielen tested positive for COVID the other day. Now, we haven't seen any evidence of it getting spread during games, but now the Cowboys are going to have to monitor that. The other thing is, is like if somebody got into contact tracing right now, that's the other thing you got to worry about in a short week. For Cowboys and for Washington, for all the teams that are playing on Thursday this week, if you're in contact tracing on Sunday, you're out for Thursday's game because you have to be out. It's five days out of testing positive. So you're not gonna have five positive tests in a row because you can't. There's not that many days in the week. So you could you could wind up seeing in these all three of these Thursday games, Detroit, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, people being out because they're in contact tracing.
2: Yeah. I mean the the test every day thing is just it's sometimes these things take time to show up and the fact that Adam Thielen Thielen tasted, tested positive after playing yesterday is just
1: <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, there's, you know, okay, that's it. Like, uh, J.K. Dobbins, like, Baltimore has got Pittsburgh on Thursday night. They're going to do it without J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. They both tested positive. So, uh, they're, you know, Gus Edwards and – Justice Hill are going to be the running backs there. So uh, that that's going to be a completely different – I don't know, completely different. Gus Edwards plays yeah. plays a lot anyway, but that's going to be some depth that they don't have against the best team in their division that they desperately need to get a win against. Um, and so that could very well happen to either Washington or Dallas. Very well. We don't know. I mean, you know, we'll wait till Thursday yeah, you, and you, see who's out like there. like
2: to hope that it doesn't. But, you know, with these guys testing every day, like you said, if you test positive and even if it's a false positive or it's – You know, you had some contact with it, you know you're gonna miss the game.
1: Yeah. I mean even like even if you test negative, if you're in the you know, so that's what happened with Tyron Crawford, you know, somebody tested positive and, and his family, he never tested positive, but he was in contact tracing for for five days, you know. So you have to do all of that and that can come up and so While there, you know, there are teams that are playing on Sunday. That you know, some so some players that are in contact tracing with Adam Thielen. Well, if they test out by Friday, they'll be or Saturday, they'll be fine.
2: Well, see, and I don't know how that works. Does Adam Thielen's on the COVID list? Is he automatically out for the game, or does he get to test again on Friday?
1: No, I mean he has to. Like if he's tested positive, he's he's out. You know, they'll put him on the reserve COVID list. Now, if you're in contact tracing. Like, for example, Matthew Stafford was a couple of weeks ago with Detroit. So you have – as long as you can test positive or test negative five times before the game, so you have five days to do it, which is why you know, the Monday tests are important. So you can test negative on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, then you can play on Sunday. But if you can't do that, you know, so – That's why the Thursday games, everybody's in jeopardy. You know, the 49ers a couple weeks ago, you know where they had all those people out for COVID. Four or five of them that were out were just contact tracing. They couldn't – they never tested positive, but they couldn't – they didn't have time to test out of the contact tracing because they only had three days.
2: So. Yeah. yeah. So. It's an odd year. It's a really, really odd year, but – um, you, I'm looking forward to this game. Let's we all COVIDed it up, <laughs> trying to take it back. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see if Zeke can have back-to-back hundred-yard games. Um, you know they Zeke's running hard, and Tony Pollard has really jumped off the tape. Mm-hmm. He's running hard. You see corners making business decisions on him, like he's Zeke Elliott. That's how hard he's running.
1: Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a bit of a shock, not a shock, but you know uh, the kid, uh, Chris Jones from from uh, Minnesota said,
2: "Nope." Not gonna do it. <laughs> not yeah, gonna that, do it. it. It sucks, and that's gonna cost him. I don't think I've seen that kid in the game after that.
1: No, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure Mike Zimmer was displeased uh, with him. And yeah, I mean, look, Zeke. Everybody talked about Zeke, 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 and and I was a little worried. You know, like he didn't look like he had that that burst or whatever. But again, he hasn't they haven't had a a single game this year where they've made him the focus or they've said, let's do this. Like it's been completely different. They did that the other day. Plus with Zach Martin and and Connor McGovern. And I'll just say, I think it was probably time for them to say, listen, Connor McGovern, this is your opportunity. You got to put up or shut up. You know that he hadn't played that much. They got to see what they've got
2: in him down the line. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just think that, you know, they knew that they didn't feel good about where they were with, Deal, and they knew that it had to be like a change and to put your best offensive linemen to put them out of position. Whew.
1: Yeah, but that, that takes the ball. Yeah, but it, but if anybody can do, I mean, Zach Martin is like he, there's there's there are guys that are probably on his level, you know, as as you know, there's not many on his level, but guys, that those elite players like that, that 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 couldn't do it like he could. Like he he can do that. I, I would put it like he could play any position on the line. I would feel confident in it. But he's he's unique to that because he's that
2: good. Yeah, Um a hell of a player, man. Hard worker, yeah. um, very very selfless, uh, very unselfish. I mean, it's just he wants to win, and that he showed it by playing out of position yeah absolutely
1: you know and and um that's that's one of the things that you know this this team uh I really always liked about covering the team the offensive line because you know when when Travis Frederick was there when they've got all this like it was that that was a group that that knew what each other were doing, that was in lockstep that that was really that was really connected uh and, and had that had that attitude of like, whatever, like let's just go
2: yeah and um it was it was interesting when I, when I originally seen it, I was just like, what are they doing this?" And I mean, it was, when you look back on it, and I didn't even think back up, they've got the ex-Minnesota defensive coordinator. So they literally had two weeks to pick his brain and, you know, because he was with Zimmer for some years. Mm-hmm. And then he also knows the offense well. And, you know, he also knows what gave him problems in camp and what gave him problems in OTAs and the things that gave him problems. And essentially what they did was they stacked the box, didn't really let Cook get going as much as the Vikings would have liked him to and just lived with them, making the plays to Dylan and Jefferson down the field.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, just something to note about that Vikings game, Uh, Kirk Cousins has a terrible record against the Cowboys. He's only won twice. And I think that was his 11th start uh, against the Cowboys. Just they just seem to have his
2: number, yeah, I mean they just they turn the ball over so many times, though mm-hmm. you can't expect to turn the ball over fumble fumble after fumble and then have a chance to win and it's just not yeah, it's not even reasonable to expect
1: all right, I gotta ask you about Chris Boyd and what he did on that. Fake punt, which would have been—I mean—that was a just a gimme fake punt that he blew because he—he he didn't play it cool at all. How does how do the coaches react when something like that goes down where he just completely lost his head?
2: I mean, you got to coach players up. You got to at some point, everyone's out there is paid to do a job. Players got to do their job. You got to take it as a learning experience. He's a young guy; he'll get better.
1: Yeah. He is, um, but, yeah, he just <laughs> – he, look, he looked like he just, like, won a contest when, when they went out there, and then he just – you know, he committed a penalty, which would have been, you know, what, a 20-yard gain on a fake putt. And that whole sequence changed the game for for the Cowboys, really. I mean, who knows what happens if that if that goes down, if, the, if they ever can, you know, switch the momentum back to where they want to go.
2: Yeah, uh, I just think that – Sometimes during a game, you know, when you're a young and experienced player and you haven't really been there before, you get a little excited and, you know, you got to be even killed the whole time. That's what I mean. And for him, him being a cornerback, he should know it's just like, don't worry about the last play. Don't worry about the next play. Just worry about the current play. Just play it cool. Just trust your technique, trust your coaching, and just execute. And he didn't. It didn't seem like he trusted his coaching. He didn't trust the technique of the situation, and he didn't execute. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right. So this week is Washington. Final thoughts here. Uh, They got to get the running game going. They're playing a a much deeper defensive front than they were against Minnesota. So it's going to be a a lot bigger challenge to get that running game going, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Washington's strength, they have poured in resources into their front four. And then when you add in, they bring in their all-time franchise sack leader, on third downs and play them situationally, you know it's you're gonna have your hands full. And they know Dallas well. They know their offensive linemen well. Chase Young is a, a phenom. The two guys that they have in the middle, Allen and Payne, both Am- Alabama guys, very strong and stout against the run. And then when you add in Montez Sweat, great speed rusher. I mean, Dallas is gonna have their hands full, but. As, you know, they showed, they proved us all wrong. They proved me wrong. I'll be the first one to say I didn't mm-hmm. see that. I didn't foresee this happening in Minnesota. And I would say they they probably proved you wrong too, Paul. Yep, they did. I'm ha- i am
1: happy to be wrong about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, happy to be wrong,
2: you know? It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to talk about it, you know, to look back on the games and things, you know, because the realism of it is we're both Cowboys fans, you know, when it comes down yeah. to it. We both would like them to win. We would like them to be successful. But at the same time, we it's, you know, when – our podcast we want to be organic we want to be honest and we really give our assessment of the situation so it was it was it was was great to see
1: yeah, and you know it, it was great to see. The other thing goes just for just on a like doing a podcast one or two times a week on a team when they looked early in the season like they just didn't give a crap. Like that's a hard team to talk about because you you can't you you don't know what the vibe is going on there and you're you know you you watch games where like the 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 last game against Washington it looked like they were not emotionally invested in that game at all and so it's you you wonder like what's the psyche of this team going forward and what's the rest of the season going to look like now. We've seen little, little glimpses against the Eagles and against against the Steelers, but then we saw it like, okay, you played with some heart, you, and, and look what happened—you won. You beat a team that you that you could beat, and you, you went out there and did it. So it changes the whole perspective
2: of of what we do. Yeah, but what they another thing that they have done—they have woke the rest of the league back up and said, "Look, Dallas ain't laying down. They're not packing it in. They didn't pack it in for the rest of of the season. You know, and when we go play to them, we better." Pack our lunch, our lunch present. We better pack some water because it's going to be a long day. So we'll we'll see how how they react. We'll see how Thursday goes.
1: Yeah, look, Dak Prescott might not be there, but Zeke Elliott's still there. Amari Cooper's still there. CeeDee Lamb's still there. The playmakers are still there. I mean, Michael Gallup, all those guys are still there, you know. So it's not like you can just... You can chalk it up to a W. All right, Orlando, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that it's it's a weird Thanksgiving. Whatever you do get to do, I hope it's great. Um, I have a very small gathering with my family this week. Uh, so uh, have a good Thanksgiving. We'll talk again uh, next week, and we'll kind of do the same thing again as a, a recap and a preview for, for the, the Baltimore Ravens that are coming up right after the Washington football team.
2: All right, sounds good.
1: This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Happy Thanksgiving.